Hello and welcome to another fun-filled nonsense retrospective. I'm your host as always, Rick. Joining me equally as always is Devon. Nonsense review. Engage! <laughs> is that what we yeah, shout for our talking. emblem to activate, Rick, do you think? Uh, uh, reviewer, engage! Oh god, we'd, oh god. <laughs> oh man, it's even worse, he'd just go viewer, engage. Because we just want viewer engagement. Oh man. Oh, you it's... want that, I'm not too bothered. It will come, it will come. <laughs> oh man, we're, we're, it's just the algorithm hellscape where you have to say unalive instead of kill. Oh boy. Ah yeah, we're going to be talking about Fire Emblem Engage today. Only if you're before a pussy. we get too far into that. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, okay. If, if you're a slave to the algorithm. Before we get too far into that, let's go with our time on the tradition of the nonsense asinine hypotheticals. And do you have one for me today? I do. It's a nice and simple, easy one related to Fire Emblem, of course. Uh, yeah? Rick told me his question beforehand. Would it be a dick move if I just used that? <laughs> I mean, we answer each other's questions anyway, so... Um, but yeah, the question's pretty simple. Uh, you get to become a... Um, a unit in Fire Emblem, what unit type would you want to have? The caveat is you can't have a unique type. You can't be like um, uh, a Lord uh, a la Awakening. Uh, you can't be uh, Edelgard or Claude's class in Three Houses. You can't be a witch or a magic cannoneer. It's got to be a bog standard basic class. Uh, probably a wolf knight. They're really cool. Sure. Uh, if Are they counted as too unique because they're new and interesting or no? No, they're fine. Anyone can become one. Yep, sure. I'll pick a wolf knight. Sorry, anyone if can become to... one and you don't need a special item to become it, so therefore it's fine. Oh yeah, you don't need the DLC item to just become a mage cannoneer, and then to buy another one for 90k. <laughs> you don't probably need more, more than money one. than you make. You probably make like make less money than that in the entire run. <laughs> oh, if you're not do- like even if you do side content, like this game is very sparse when it comes to giving you resources. Yeah, um, to the point that the reason people level Anna so much is because she's got the luck percent chance of giving you 500 gold when she gets a kill. Mm. Um, but yeah, Wolf Knight for me. How about you? What would you say for the same question? Names reversed. Uh, yeah, I'd go Great Knight because um, as much as uh, Jagan and um, Frederick and uh, Vander all kind of suck early game, uh, not early game, late game in the early game, they're beasts and they get to show you what's so cool about advanced classes, and also yeah. if you take an armoured knight and promote them to great knight, life is good yeah, it's like, um what did uh, what did King's father say? I am, uh, well, King I- said I am both king and queen, best of both things uh, they are both armor and horse, best of both things. Yeah, but on the bright side, it's not too OP because they get the weaknesses of both as well. Yeah, and because both of them are both really good, there are things that are made to deal with both of them. Like um, they're still shit I think against horse mages. is less option. Yeah, I think horses are the ones that are um, less countered. Yeah, because um, realistically, the only counter to horses is um, uh, the beast killer spear and equivalent weapons. But I think it's only really the spear. Yeah, or like Hades spikes or whatever. Sure, yeah, like certain tomes. But even then, you, it's a tome attacking an armor with low res. <laughs> it's going to do damage anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, do you have a question for me? Yeah, mine for you is Fire Emblem Engage has a bunch of emblem rings. What do you think is missing from the emblem ring roster? Well, again, I, I you you phrased this question differently now, haven't you, Rick? Because you phrased it a bit well, more okay. open to interpretation before. <laughs> yes, I um I I didn't uh, say emblem rings when I um, gave the preview of the question. Uh, what's missing from the roster in Fire Emblem Engage? Do you think like, beast units? Ah, uh, yeah, totally. Like I remember Awakening, you had Pan and. T- uh, 
not Tiki, well, you did have Tiki eventually, and Naoi, and Nar, and uh, Pan's kid, whose name I can't forget, he's kind of shit. Uh, oh, Yarn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those where I felt it, it was missing. Uh, the DLC kind of fixes it with Nil and Nell, but they're not real, you know? <laughs> and obviously you could kind of yeah. turn someone into a mannequin via uh, Tiki's ring, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Nil and Nell, you've got um, you've got the dragon stones. Yeah. Nell could obviously use it during the DLC, and uh, even then, she's just a human for 99% of the time. She just turns into a dragon if you use the dragon stone in combat, and only in combat. I mean, that's how it worked for um, Naoi and uh, yeah, it's how- as well, but... Yeah, it's how it works for mannequins usually, but uh, I'm thinking of in um, in Heroes, for instance, um, if you are a beast unit, you just turn into your beast form as long as the conditions are met, and you just stay in your beast form until uh, you no longer meet the conditions, which is normally don't stand next to a human. Yeah, but that doesn't... But again, I'm not. I'm using the awakening logic, because even Pan didn't wasn't a permanent giant bunny. Yeah, yeah, she... Uh, yeah, didn't she basically just use the same rules as the mannequin? Yeah, it's a stone. Just Yeah, just turn into a bunny when she wants to. What's your weapon type? Stone. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, beast units in in particular and transformers in general are uh, something that yeah you feel their um, their absence in this, which is weird because like it was meant to be a celebration of all of Fire Emblem and when they were doing things with Ike and Soren, they just completely skipped over, like, the whole bunch of beast-type people on that world. Well, yeah, but they're they're also not iconic enough characters to get an emblem ring. They've got their regular sure. emblem rings still. Oh, yeah, the little bond rings. Yeah, which I don't think anyone ever uses. Yeah, there's, like, three good ones. <laughs> yeah, I got I lucky think on my one. first playthrough. I got Alm's S-rank ring, and it gives low sweep, and I was like, well, this is going on someone. Yeah, you got, like, Alm, and you've got Olwen. And Olwen is basically turns basic bitch thunder into Dire Thunder. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's great for people like Hortensia, who only get, like, a C rank in tomes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what about you, Rick? Um, I thought that particularly Elliewood was missing from the roster of uh, Lords. He's just another horse cavalry, but it's very obvious that he's missing out of Lynn and Hector. I, like, I, they're a trio. I, I get it, but Roy exists. Yeah, and yeah. Then it would just be, like, imagine a DLC ring being Elliewood, and it's like, oh, it's a copy of Roy. Well, I think he's not more used to being a horse guy. Um, but then again, Sigurd kind of fills that, so I can see why the archetype wasn't there, but it's weird that he's not there as a character. I mean, it got to the like, point I- where when Roy got fucking, when I got the Roy ring, I went, oh, it's Elliewood. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't play those games which means my only exposure to these characters are via Heroes, and in mm-hmm. Heroes, I have Elirud, and I have, well, I have Roy, but he's a freestyle, so he can fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my first exposure to Roy was Smash Brothers! <laughs> I didn't know he was in that game. Yeah, in uh, Smash Brothers Melee, Marth was the, in it as basically like one of the first characters you unlocked after Jigglypuff, and then Roy was one of the later ones you got, and Roy was there basically to um, advertise that the Smash, not the Smash, the Fire Emblem game that he was in was coming out in Japan. Sure. And he he almost got removed from the Western version because that game was not meant to be coming out. Uh, but they decided, ah, uh, yeah, let's keep it in because otherwise, you know, people are going to throw a shit fit if they find out that Japan got a whole extra character. Yes, I'm surprised Nintendo were on the ball with that because they're usually very slow on the uptake. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're talking about Fire Emblem Engage. And we're mostly going to be talking about, like, the characters and the, the countries and things. There are going to be a few story spoilers. Um, we're going to spoil the entire story. Oh yeah, we're going to spoil the entire story. A um, little bit of disclosure, I have not played the last chapter or two as you may have heard in the little preview episode that Devin put up. 
you're about five chapters cl- behind. Yeah, which was a clip from another episode that we recorded recently. But yes, it's a. Um, I, I, I'm pretty close to the end, and I have completed the DLC. Uh, I did the DLC pretty much as soon as it came out, um, to the point that I have DLC things before the uh, the Road to End game, obviously. Yeah, so I got the DLC after beating the game and starting a new and starting a new save file because I was like, "Fuck it, why not?" And the DLC was actually uh-huh. rather cheap when you got it as a bundle. I was actually surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, basically the DLC is, oh, you get a bunch of rings and you get a Xenolog. Mm. The, the, like, the actual story content is the Xenolog and the um, the the uh, the bangles are just a bonus, really. Yeah. Although the- that said, they are the things that you use in that Xenolog. Yeah, so. yeah. The uh, the Xenolog has every time you have a boss with an emblem ring, the emblem ring is one of the armbands. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, boy is uh, is the free houses basically bonus DLC ring, pretty fucking strong to start the game with. Oh, it's so good at the beginning of the game. Like it gives you like extra XP. <laughs> Oh, I mean, there's um, that, but I just meant, like, their effects, because usually, for a good chunk of the game, you've just got Marth's ring. Yeah, um, giving them, giving the three houses ring to, um, a sword character gives you a lot of coverage, because obviously you get the, uh, the Eimer and Ariad Bar from, uh, Dimitri and Edelgard, and then you get, um, Failnaught from Claude, so you've got basically every type of weapon apart from dagger and book. Yeah, the only other person who can teach um, such a wide range of weapon proficiencies is um, is Leaf. Leaf, yeah, yeah. His gimmick is that he teaches everything. Yeah, uh, and that's basically his gimmick. That's, that, that's basically all he does. Yeah, and then you got him for a chapter, and he goes away. Don't. Okay, fuck it. Let's get to <laughs> let's get to chapter ten and eleven because I, di- I I outpaced you in this game. It's just how it was. I was playing it a bit more intensely than you were. Um, yeah. Also, you were playing on a higher difficulty because Fire Emblem is one of my casual, I don't really care games. Um, yeah, so I, I played the regular game on hard and I played the DLC on easy. Uh, the DLC on hard kicked my ass, so uh, I, uh, I toned it down a shade. Uh, but yeah, the when you get to chapter 10 and 11, chapter 11 strips you of all of your emblem rings. And I was like, oh, this is really cool because this has given you a sense of uh, struggle. And if you've relied heavily on emblem rings up until this point in the game, this map could be legitimately hard. It wasn't for me because I played super conservatively because that's how I play these games. And um, yeah, I played it a second yeah. time not too long ago with the armbands and I went, the gimmick of this map is now ruined. Yeah, <laughs> because you have way more armbands than you would have had rings taken off you. Uh, and at, the, at that point, you even have, you get given one at the end of the map just so you've got not zero. Yeah, you get and if you had an armband on, yeah, you get, uh, you get Lucina's. If you had an armband on, it gets taken off you. So if you had a build, <laughs> that gets ruined. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's fine because um, at that point, because I was I, I had a twenty level bond with someone uh, with uh, with mm. Alier, it was mm-hmm. um, it was I was just having it because it was the best ring to have on. I'm perfectly okay with getting more goodies by changing ring. Sure, sure. <laughs> on my first playthrough, it took me until about map eight, not map eight, map fifteen. Once you started playing around with advanced classes, to actually learn that oh, the way you you um, make a build in this game is not how it works in other games. There's no point in classing into something that you don't want to be classed as. Yeah, and there's no point in staying as a class that you were um, like staying as your baby class. Like, in fact, it works against you because your total level is baked into your um, your character sheet behind the scenes, and that's what makes it harder to level up. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that at all. <laughs> Mostly because the game yeah. doesn't make it clear. Oh, it doesn't tell you at all. Uh, it also doesn't tell you what your uh, growth percentages are, which is... Uh... I don't care about that. That's for fucking super nerds. Okay, but it's nice to know that Anna is 
terrible as the class that she starts as and amazing as a mage. Okay, it takes two seconds to Google. All right, that wasn't available on day one, but it takes about a week until people break into the game and go, this is all the numbers, do it exactly like this, otherwise your game's imperfect. And most people are losers. Yeah, but it's one of those, like, you shouldn't have to Google. It doesn't matter. It only matters if you're on super hardcore fuck you mode, which even you weren't doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And apparently that's easier this time around as well, but uh, but oh well. How is it easier? Go on. Um, Just easier than it has been in previous generations. But I don't know what that means, Rick. What what measuring stick are you using? Uh, people that always play super hard mode have basically said that this game's iteration of super hard mode is... Because it's more predictable, or uh, because you always get the same uh, stat growth or level up, um, you can plan around things, and uh, you, you can abuse the AI in ways that uh, you may not have been able to do on the 3DS, where it might not have been as, uh, as easy to abuse. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that with a huge grain of salt because that sounds like people being like, ah, I'm Billy Big Bollocks, fuck you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This but, game too easy, la la. <laughs> if I'm not seeing numbers and actual statistics, and I appreciate you don't necessarily have them on you right now because you know you might not have expected me to pick at you on it, but you know, some guy said this. Who is some guy? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's very yeah. informative. Yeah, I was... could take that at face value. Yeah, it was just a a sentiment from people who do play on hard mode and make videos around the time that I was playing the game. <laughs> Names, numbers, yeah. none of these. No, <laughs> right, no. Yeah. Okay, well, this, cool. this is from when I was playing the game, not this week. Okay, sure. <laughs> so much as if we don't do research for the podcast, guys. I mean, we've done the homework, just not recently. Okay. So yes, we have the Land of Elios. Which is uh, let's the, just let's uh, just call this Fire Emblem Heroes the game because that's I mean, what it is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They even have Veronica as the final DLC emblem who can just do the Fire Emblem Heroes gacha, and one of the things she can pull is another Veronica. I'll tell you what, I didn't <laughs> expect her to actually like. I, I knew her mechanic beforehand because I was watching the DLC release trailers while they released, and I was like, "That's cool." When I got her in game and she actually pulled an orb, I was like, "Okay, that is a cute touch that they didn't need to do." Yeah, <laughs> and anyone who's played Fire Emblem Heroes, yeah, they'll have that um, that summoning screen burned into their memories. And I uh, I flipped my shit the first time I got a free so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only downside to her mechanic is if you kill anything with the emblem that she summons, you don't uh, you don't get any experience or credit for it. Fair enough. Um, I'm guessing they don't even drop items or anything either, but I don't know. Uh, people can drop items, but it goes straight to your convoy, which isn't a big deal anyway, because most items I pick up end up in the convoy anyway. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Plus, uh, Aaliyah can just access the convoy, and so can um, the, um, the the other DLC class that's not Mage Cannoneer, the uh, the Enchanter. Yeah, I've not actually used that class. It's alright, but, you know, what is what, like Dagger and Fist, and you can sacrifice weapons to make all weapons better? Yeah, it, I, I, I saw the gimmick, and I went, I'm sure someone will be super into that, and it's probably probably a thing for crazy people playing on crazy difficult mode but for me the mage cannoneer is definitely the winner out of the dlc classes yeah like it's all i guess it'd be really good if you have an entire team of wolf knights and you just sacrifice a silver dagger and then all of your wolf knights are hench um i don't think the wolf knights are that good my wolf knight's fantastic but uh yeah but you have to have everyone be a good wolf knight rick not just one <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough i had like two wolf knights i had uh, i had yunaka because uh you know i also made yunaka you- a wolf knight <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
She starts with a dagger. It feels like the correct progression. Well, um, technically speaking, then, she can uh, just stay as a spy or whatever the fuck they call it in this game because they're a level forty yeah. class. But boy, do I fucking yeah. hate the level forty classes in this game. It feels like it feels like the wrong thing to do to leave them as something that becomes a level forty class because it feels like they're a baby class and it feels like you should upgrade them. It doesn't tell you that they have the stat growths of a, a full class. It doesn't tell you, but it's kind of implied. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. one, I just managed to suss out, but I just they just don't feel good to play. They don't feel that unique when the wolf yeah. knight does the exact same shit except they've got more mobility and they're fucking riding wolves what more do you want yeah i love how it's uh it's literally the i'm you but cooler meme taken to the logical extreme of the character that is the poster girl of the wolf knight is obsessed with being cool yeah she has a rivalry with rosado because rosado is obsessed with being cute and it's like being cool is better than being cute so they keep fighting over it <laughs> yep <laughs> and apparently this they're actually really in tune with what the other side likes and does because they um, they tried to find things that would appeal to each other and they both succeed really well it's great um, but yeah we've got uh, Lethos is the essentially like the capital land of lands it's um, neutral territory where the divine dragons live okay Rick one it's already a trope in Fire Emblem anyway and two there were so many fucking red flags but how long did it take you to realise that is not making it out of chapter 3 oh like she wasn't making it far um, I didn't know if it would be chapter 3 where it happened or the middle of the game like Emerin but yeah it wasn't going to be uh, she wasn't going to make it to the end of the game yeah I saw um I, I, as soon as she was like oh you're awake my darling boy and they were all cuddly I was like oh this is really adorable and then literally two seconds later oh she's gonna die yep <laughs> Um, we also got her in Heroes right at the beginning as well. So we got Aaliyah and we got her as a, um, a Tempest Trials, not a Tempest Trials, a um, Grand Hero battle. And I'm like, okay, cool. This character is neat. I'm pretty sure I'm going to use this character more here than I ever will be able to do in the re- in the real game. In the real game, she is never used as an ally unit. Nope. <laughs> Although she does get that cool cutscene at the beginning where she just kills a bunch of dudes with her dragon form. Yeah. After fighting you as like a level three and turns out, you know, there's a real reason for that. She's given you all of her power oh, no, to no, make sure you're no, not no. dead. That was before that. Yep, she she enough, comes in and saves uh, the group from the initial, like literally map one, and then she turns into herself, and then she does the two practice battles, which get, ends up with her giving you Sigurd. Mm. Um, <coughs> you've also got your retainers. You got Vander, who's like the previous generation of uh, attendant. Yeah, he's you your got Clan and Fram. Yeah, he's your Frederick. You got Clan and Fram. Uh, both of whom get replaced immediately. Okay, I'll just say this right now. I fell in love with Clan and Fram almost immediately because they're so goddamn adorable. They are cute characters. However, they were the first to go. Um, Not for me. In my game, Fram stayed in my party all the way to end game. Uh, in my second game... Well, my second game is kind of a moot point because I was like, I'm going to purposefully not use units I used last time. So Fram... Not Fram, sorry. Clan got put in. And because I did the DLC and I got the free upgrade item to make a Magic Cannoneer, guess who got that? Mm, he's actually... Enough, he's a pretty good pick for that class. Yeah, I made mine Rosado because um, it gives you a dress and I thought, you know, I thought I thought Rosado would appreciate that. Does it give you a dress? Yeah, he, he gets a big armored dress when he when he wears it. Um, just... Also, he's got He's got extra hit rate against men, uh, and the gimmick of that is that it's got low hit rate at uh, long range, so I thought, yeah, let's go with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see where where you're going for, but it's one of those weird ones where, yeah, you're right, it's better than zero, but it's such a negligible change that it makes no real difference. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people in this game are defined entirely by just one thing, and that's their passive. Yeah, hello, Alchrist. Yep. (laughs) 
yeah, Alchrist is um, one of the characters that stayed with me the entire game. Yeah, same. Uh, because, you know, we we had uh, an archer before that in Etia, and then we get Alchrist, who's better than Etia in every way. And even if you have a perfect Etia that gets max rolls, she still won't keep up with Alchrist. I'll take your word on that. I, I just, um, I didn't care about Etia anyway. She got replaced almost immediately. Because, again, with Fire Emblem games, you start with a very small pool of um, actual slots. Yes. Uh, for uh, unit uh, deployment. It, so. Yeah, it's only as you go through the game that you get um, more, both more choice and more ability to wield that choice. Yeah, the final couple maps, you've got a full whopping 14 uh, deployment slots. So, well, 13, because yeah, yeah. you have to deploy Allier, but you get my meaning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, weirdly enough, both Diamant and Alchrist were fucking my beast units in that game, uh, at least during my completed run. Sweet. Um, I ended up skipping Diamant because I already had a sword guy in Alia. Um, maybe that was a mistake, but oh well. I don't know. I didn't purposefully train anyone in my first game. I just, who ended up being good is who stuck around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, people who are just good and will almost definitely stick around, Alfred is a solid pick throughout the fucking game. Alfred's decent. Um, his passive is just he gets extra strength if he waits. Which, which uh, helps on the early stage it, of the map, but is really useless it, yeah, at the end stage. Yeah, early stages it's fine. Late stages is a case of why isn't he just killing things to the point that, yeah, you're either killing things and not making use of your uh, passive, or making use of your passive and not killing things. You can just ignore the passives, you know that, right? Yeah, but at that point you might as well just use someone better. Okay, but you don't need someone better if he's doing the job. And also, you've got this additional problem of, because of the way XP grinding works in this game, which is almost non-existent. Um, mm-hmm. Alfred's got a big buff in that because he's with you since pretty much stage three or stage four. I forget the exact number. He um, is pretty much gonna be on par with Alier as far as level goes, unless you're swapping out swapping out real early. But the only other cavalry unit you get early on is you can stick with Vander, but that's a bad choice. Or you can swap over to um, uh, Llama Man. What's his fucking name? Amber. Uh, yeah, Amber. Yeah, <laughs> Llama Man. <laughs> well, that's his gimmick. That's his whole thing. Is he, he's friends with the llamas? Yeah, he, he's. Yeah. Uh, he goes bent for alpacas. He loves them. <laughs> That's a horrible turn of phrase, but okay. <laughs> yeah, we've got Firinay, the Flower Kingdom. That's got uh, Alfred, uh, Saline, Boucheron, Etier, Louis, Chloe, and Jean, and I also kept, Queen, Queen F. I kept none of these except for Alfred, and I ended up um, at near the end game. I tried to slot uh, Celine back in. She was a bit too underpowered. But she was still there, but I was like, oh, I should have fucking kept her up to pace better. Mm-hmm. I did the villager thing of trying to level up Jean. I couldn't be asked. Uh, it worked, because you know he, he's generally very good. If you, if you feed him, he's great. The same can, can be said of any unit, but it goes double for Jean, because he got double growths. Yeah, he's Donald. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, technically you can put him in anything, and he's, and he's really good at it um i think he's actually my enchanter uh in my game uh i was i kept like i said i kept fram throughout so when john uh john came along it was like well you're not getting a fucking look in <laughs> um we got brodia that's the uh, the mining kingdom we got alchrist diamond amber jade lapis citrine Sapphire, and yunaka yeah you actually meet yunaka in, in farine but she is basically brodian yeah um yunaka is one of the creator's favorites um okay <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of shows like she she's a uh, she's very sunny in the person persona that she's putting on and yeah she's uh, she's an assassin Yunaka is in a very weird spot in which she gets debuted in a map with an emblem ring given to her and then she kind of fucks off from the story yeah yeah <laughs> 
Um, a lot of characters feel this way that are not just, you know, the um, the princes, princesses, and sometimes their retainers. Literally, the four main characters, the, the main prince slash princess from each kingdom is the only one that matters, because they will keep popping up. So you got Alfred, Diamant, Ivy, and um, Tamara. Everyone else doesn't really get a shoe-in story-wise unless it's relevant, so Morvier near the end gets a bunch of screen time, and uh, well, Vale is basically a main character. When she's joined the party, she's in every cutscene. Yeah. Hortensia is also Team Rocket, remember? So, like, she uh, she shows up early on and taunts you. She shows up later, taunts you. She shows up after that and is pissed off that Ivy has joined you. No, I understand that. I meant joins you. I meant when on on your side. On your side, no character matters except for the main four. Sure, sure. Um, like maybe I'm misremembering things because I um, I used Hortensia a lot, so um, I got a lot of conversations with her that were support conversations. So it felt like she was part of the plot, but you know. Looking back on it, yeah, she probably just didn't show up very much in uh, in storylines after that. She really doesn't. Even fucking... Uh, oh, is it Folgado? I want to say Folgado. Uh, he doesn't even show yeah, up yeah, very Folgado. much after he joins you. Once T- Tamara joins in, he stops showing up in, uh, in yeah, story He's basically scenes. there to say, oh yeah, I live here. Let's go to the castle. Oh yeah, did I, did I not mention I was a prince? My bad. Yeah. I like Fogado. <laughs> well, but I okay. Real talk, because they sort of felt important. I did use pretty much every royal character in my team. Yes, uh, and then also uh, had Fram. I also had Sapphire because she is my waifu. If you can't tell why, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Um, I think Fogado, I was destined to enjoy him because he's voiced by Zeno Robinson, who voices Hunter. Okay. So um, he, he had an unfair advantage in my um, enjoyment uh, rankings. Yeah, that's fair, man. Like, um, he's, he's It's easy to like him because he just gets on with everyone. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't force it either. He, he does force it a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. He forces his side of it. He doesn't force your interaction with him. Uh, I just meant, like, in universe, his a lot of his Bond conversations, it's him forcing the issue rather than the other person. Sure, sure, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we have Elusia. This is the villain country. It's not a nice this way is, of saying uh... it, but yeah. <laughs> It's where the um, it's where the Fell Dragon has his seat of power. The entire country's state religion is Fell Dragon. Um, this is Princess Ivy, who is um, her way of being an edge lord in the evil country is to worship the divine dragon instead. Yeah, she even tells you during a Bond conversation that uh, when she first started, it was literally just people say don't worship the divine dragon, so I went, <laughs> and then she started to actually believe. So. <laughs> It's easy yeah. to believe in religion where you can point at a dragon and go, there, that, that is my god. Yes. <laughs> I'm worshipping that. I'm giving my donations to that so he can sit on it and uh, and feel better about himself and not burn as altar flames. So yeah, you got Ivy and Hyacinth. Uh, not Hyacinth. Well, Hortensia. King Hyacinth is there as well, but uh, he goes away. Ivy and Hortensia. Uh, Zelkov, Kogetsu, Rosado and Goldmarie. Anna is technically a Lucian as well. And uh, Lyndon is a, um, is a priest who you run into later. Yeah, no one fucking uses Lyndon. <laughs> he's one of those units that's if you're playing on the um, classic mode where you'd lose people when they die, uh, he's there to fill out your roster because you probably lost too many people already. You probably lost a few, indeed. Uh, that being said, uh, you've got, you do have um, time time rewind comes back, so yes. uh, it is a lot harder to actually lose units nowadays, but still. Uh, the thing that uh, was actually interesting to me is that um, in the chapter where you get your rings taken off you, uh, Vale is chasing you with their own time crystal and own time fuck powers and stopping you using your time fuck powers. Okay. Uh, this is this is a development gag 
um, in that they wanted Edelgard to do that to you in um, in Three Houses, but it was too complicated, so they didn't bother. Okay. Uh, and then we have the Queendom of Solm. This is a desert country. We have uh, Timera and Fagado. Uh, we have Meren, Panette, uh, Pandreo, Bunet, and Seedol, and Queen Sephoria. Um, I'll just say this. Do you remember that time when we had s- such a long fucking conversation, you and I, where it was like, I can't tell if Merin's tail is her tail. Yeah, turns out it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, anyone who becomes a wolf knight gets that. It's just, I thought we were getting uh, beast people, especially considering how she acts, because she acts as if yeah. she's a wolf. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it would be completely within character. She's very much a puppy person. <laughs> yeah, I again, um, I didn't really use any of these characters. I used, um, pardon me, my apologies. I used Tamara Fagado, and once my unit placement roster grew, I, I slotted Merin in. Sure. I used almost all of these. Okay. So, um, Timera and Fagado, I definitely used. Fagado basically being the only horse archer without having to, you know, purposefully promote a generic into it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, that's his that's his prince class. His prince class is horse archer. Uh, Timera gets a unique uh, on foot halberdier. Um, I think she's the only on foot spear person until you get um, Nell. Uh, well, you can't even really count Nell because she's DLC. So yeah, there you go. Uh, um, I'm actually just gonna quickly look. Uh, if you're not counting armored, then I think you're correct because Louis uses a spear, but he's armored. Uh, yeah, Louis Louis armor. Gold Mary is think, axes. Yeah, think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's the only infantry spear. Um, so yeah, if you want to use the actual halberdier class, you have to promote someone into it outside of their um, their normal path, which isn't a big deal uh, to be honest. Like you, you can do that, no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're both good. Marin is fantastic, being a wolf knight. Uh, Panette is uh, apparently one of the best characters in the game in that she's just ridiculously strong and has high crit and has high health. Okay. Uh, and then Pandreo is just a um, a better version of the um, fist healer okay but again he's just I was using one that's already there again I was using Fram throughout the game so he didn't get a look in sure Uh, I didn't use Bunet and um and then we have Seedol, who is your dancer. Yeah, but you can also get not... fucked up because anyone could be a dancer with Byleth. Okay, but uh, <laughs> two dancers is more than twice as good as one. I don't like the dancer class. I think it's a waste. Sure. Why make one person attack twice when you can just have two decent units attacking? Uh, because the one that attacks twice is your favourite unit. It's probably a Lear and is doing better than two decent units would do. Yeah, you're playing the game wrong. Got it. Or it's someone like Anna who, you know, you want to kill two people on that turn because you want Anna to be the one that gets it to, for the chance of the money. Okay, if you're using Anna to farm money, you should just go on a map with just Anna and put Anna in the centre and just let things attack her. You're doing it wrong. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then we have villains. We have... Uh, nope. Morvier. Well, we I guess... I guess they're villains for most of the game, but I wouldn't count Vale and Movier as villains. Yeah, so Vale and Movier as are on the um, the villain team. Um, well, as uh, are the, it, the other four wins. Vale's in a weird position because she's not really because she's got the two personalities. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's obviously a big old plot point that she gets. Uh, she has to flip flop between the two. Um, villain Vale is the one that kills um, your mother, yes. Queen Lamera, um, and the. 
viewer knows this a lot sooner than Aaliyah figures it out. Well, yeah, because we've got the benefit of a third-person point of view. True. <laughs> we get to see everything, whereas Aaliyah only sees the things that Aaliyah sees on screen. Mm-hmm. Including, you know, um, after after they find Vale for the first time, they bandage up her leg, and then later on you see villain Vale doing villain things, and you see the leg bandaged. Okay. I think that's, uh, I think that's when Aaliyah figures it out. Dude, I don't know. I can't remember. It's been been a few minutes. I remember getting really annoyed with the Veil vale subplot because I was like, this is stupid. Because yep. there's no uh, mystery as a viewer. <laughs> you got Marnie, Griss, and Zephyr as the other uh, three of the four hounds. Uh, Zephyr is obviously the leader. Gris is just a complete super masochist, and Marnie is an actual child. Uh, not really. Well, she a- do you mean she acts like a child, yeah? She's a teenager who still acts like a child. Is she? Okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. she was 21. She's, she's really young. Uh, oh, fuck I think me. she's Appar- meant to be really young. Apparently she's 16. I thought she was 21. Yeah, yeah, actual child. So uh, that makes it even more uh, heart-wrenching when she gets stabbed in the face. Uh, I believe it was technically the chest. Um, no, um, sorry, that was just me being smarmy for the sake of being smarmy. Um, no, I was going to say... Is actually- the chest it is actually the chest because um you get uh after she gets stabbed in the chest madeline goes man i've got a real big pain in my chest almost as if i've been stabbed <laughs> yeah okay i i have real fucking issues with that uh with that cut scene mostly because um it, it's a it's an issue throughout the entire fucking game but that's the most egregious moment where everyone's just standing there watching and it's like i you could see what's about to happen and everyone has got ample time to stop it yeah everyone's just standing there like politely waiting for this initiative order um altercation to happen it's really bothersome it's even more bothersome where the moment it happens everyone goes why would you do that it's like bitch you're two feet away you could have stopped it and it's like no i don't care it's not a a a storytelling device because it happens every fucking map everyone has a polite conversation before the battle yeah fuck off (laughs) um and at that part of the game that's also when you've been chasing the four winds across the map for like four chapters as well isn't it you have to fight the four winds as enemies for about 10 maps on the trot yeah uh so at least you get an idea for what they do and how their uh, gimmicks work and you think oh man these would be cool characters to have on your team and then cool you get to have those characters on your team in the dlc i guess um i will tell you there's that map uh which i believe it's the one where you unlock sapphire where okay they tell you the the, the town's been over run by i forget what the term is for the zombies in this game but the zombies are corrupted that's the one and you're like okay cool but there's like five houses that have little talk doors and i'm like oh cool goodies and like two seconds before they said no the 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 town's overrun it's hopeless and i ignored that and i went to this door and i i did the talk option and all you get is a little dialogue of and then four enemies spawn and i'm like okay lesson learned i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um a lot of those maps it's um it feels like they're trolling you because they put things that are too far away for you to possibly get to and then immediately one of the enemies will go and uh, remove the option to interact with that house. I think the only time that ever occurs is when they're teaching you, uh, not te- yet showing you that there are consequences if you don't do the thing. Sure. I don't. I think it also happens in the uh, in the dark one when you're on the beach. Uh, I didn't have a problem because I used Ivy and Lynn. Sure. I literally went. I that house is very far away and they are very close. I'm gonna bull rush it with uh, with Ivy. Yeah, man. Ivy was one of my absolute nuclear characters. She was fantastic. Not so much nuclear, but she's certainly a problem solver for certain maps. Yep. Uh, if something has uh, low res and uh, Ivy is nearby, suddenly you have Ivy on her own. <laughs> 
and yes, we them. have our main villain is King Sombron. Shit villain, but it's Fire Emblem. It's always going to be a fell dragon. Yeah, like, at least they did something different in that, uh, spoiler, you are a fell dragon. It's not much of a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how else would you have part red hair other than the fact that your uh, your artist was a VTuber artist? Okay. Well, wasn't the design inspiration literally half of our protagonists have red hair and half of them have blue? Here you go. You get both. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. And um it was um the design was done by the same guy who uh designed uh, Bales Hakos from Hollow Life. Yeah, I know. It's a fact you've said several times on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> um and yeah, we've got the emblem rings. Uh, Marth, Selica, Sigurd, Leaf, Roy, Lynn, Erica, Ike, Micaiah, Lucina, Corin, Byleth, Edelgard, Dimitri, Claude, Tiki, Hector, Soren, Camilla, Crom, Robin, Veronica. And then yourself. Yeah, I never actually used myself as an emblem. It just it wasn't worth it, usually. Yeah, I think I've only just unlocked myself as an emblem. And it, it, it gives you a text dump of how to use it. it, it but... It's so not point, but no point in using it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing you can do, but yeah. One thing I do like is, you know how you get uh, CBA ranks with the rings and that determines your level? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So it's literally your bond with other characters that dictates what level you are. It's kind of cute, though. Remember, makes perfect sense uh the only difference is obviously between your emblem and other emblem rings is you don't do level one to 20 you do level zero level five level 10 or level 20 sure but again i've never it's a really... nice way of uh, streamlining it yeah i've never really used it it's it's not useful <laughs> But yeah, who's your favourite emblem to use? Weirdly, I really like Tiki. Tiki was good. I put her on Anna and it, she fucking wrecked shit. Yeah, so she's really g- generically useful just for having a bunch of stats just because of that, um, like the, uh, is it is it the the Star Sphere? Yeah, a bunch of Sphere stuff, yeah. Yeah, she's got a bunch of Sphere stuff. There's like one that gives you an extra 20% growth rate in every stat, which is just good. Generically good. Anyone can take that and will be better, uh, will be a better character for it. And then she's got extra luck, which is great for Anna in particular and then when you engage her you become a fucking dragon uh, you get to do the dragon thing of targeting whatever's lowest out of uh, defense or res and her ulti is give someone a revive stone yeah, and if you give the Revive Stone to someone who's rocking the Marf Ring, you get a very brief uh, special bond thing flashes, and you get Tiki going, Mama! <laughs> Aww! <laughs> so when I bought the DLC, I rushed the DLC rings, because I was like, I want to I want to get these. Uh, it's painfully apparent that if you have certain emblem rings, you're going to get extra dialogue. Uh, when you go into Tiki's, because I did it straight away, you get extra dialogue because you have Marf. I assume that uh, if you have Lynn, you get something with Hector. If you have uh, Corin. Camilla, etc, etc. Uh, Veronica's probably the exception, because she doesn't have any bonds with any of the bog-standard rings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I did, it was, a, in fact, when this DLC dropped, uh, I was around Chapter 10. Mm-hmm. So I I went and did this, and talked to Tiki, and then realised, oh, maybe she talks to Martha. So I loaded an old save, and did it before I went into Chapter 10 and got Marth taken away. And yes, she, she talks to Marth. And also that let me do that chapter with Tiki. <laughs> so I had a ring rather than no rings. Again, that chapter's completely spoiled by having the DLC rings. But yeah, the earlier you do it, the better, because these maps scale to your level, like the um, 
random battles do. So the further ahead your Aaliyah is, which, because it is going to be Aaliyah that outlevels everyone, the more difficult it is for the rest of your party to um, reasonably contribute. Yeah, um, you do get a bit of a saving grace when you've got the DLCs, because both DLC zones have lower enemy spawn levels. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is... Uh, the other saving grace is that the regular maps don't have this problem, so you can just out-level things and win if you're ever having trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very fun doing that that way, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, who was your favourite emblem? Base game, Byleth with DLC, it's probably Veronica. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Veronica's a very good one. Byleth's also a very good one. Byleth obviously being the one that turns anyone into a dancer once per map. Yeah, I popped him on uh, on Alchrist and Alchrist became a real MVP. Yeah. Because that also gives Alchrist fail naught. Yeah, 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 it does. Because um, as much as the three, the three houses leaders have their weapons, so does Byleth. He cheats. <laughs> yeah, but also, I didn't have the DLC during my first run, so I didn't know that, that they came with those. Yeah, I think Byleth is also the only one that has a fist. Yes, he gets the Verge Karush, or whatever the fuck they're called. They're um, uh, Balthus's fists, uh, special fist weapon. Yeah, ribbon. yeah. Even, uh, even Leaf doesn't have a fist weapon. <laughs> yeah, because fist didn't exist in his game. Nope, nope. I think, wasn't, wasn't fist new in Three Houses? I believe so. I could be wrong. It might have been. That being said, it's very easy to say favourite emblem. Who's your least favourite? It might be Leaf, just because his only gimmick is that. Uh, it might be Erica, because it feels like she was just there to fill in the gaps. Well, not I, even the gaps. She was she was there to be there. I like Erica because I really do like the gimmick of you got two in one, but not the traditional two in one in that you got to actively switch between them and you get different effects. Sure. Because don't forget, Erica is also Elfram. Yeah, Erica and Ephraim, yeah. yeah. Uh, my least favourite, hands down, is Micaiah. Sure. I, yeah, sure, if you're struggling in a map, her fucking great sacrifice might come in handy clutch, but otherwise, she's kind of shit. I mean, she what? She can turn anyone into a healer, can't she? Yeah, but... You know, I had Fram. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, if you, she's really good if you got a character who you want to level up um, and you don't want to, you know, risk. So you just turn them into a healer and get them earning experience by healing. Okay, sure. But in normal gameplay, she's crap. Okay. Like, her spe- her unique gimmick is, is her first weapon is also a torch if you hit someone with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is good in that one map, but otherwise, eh, use a torch. Uh, Great Sacrifice is also good for getting into HP range of certain skills, like, uh, like Vantage and... Uh, and wrath and what have you. Okay, but again, unless you're playing on hardcore, like super hardcore, who cares? Sure. Uh, let's use Vantage so I can go first, but also if his attack actually gets... If I don't overwhelm him with my first attack, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're d- like Vantage and Desperate Critical, so like, I will go first, I will crit, and um, the enemy will target me because I'm on 1 HP. But yes, um, the we have the uh, the DLC characters. we got Nell and Nil. Who I didn't think we were going to get. Yeah, the story made it look like no you weren't and then they just showed up <laughs> um and then we've got the the, the four winds Morvier, who is just Morvier, Zelestia who is Zephyr Gregory who is Gris and Madeline who is Marnie you don't get two Morviers you don't you don't get him from the DLC no you don't so um the one in the DLC dies and uh the one from the regular game is the only survivor between two sets of winds and hounds you want to get one set <laughs> yeah Neil is actually called Rafal I hated this story with a burning passion because it made no fucking sense. The thing that really annoyed me was the rug pull. 
Um, you go through a couple of chapters, and then you get the uh, the end of episode stinger of oh, Nell's actually going around and killing everybody that you've been saving, and then immediately the next the next chapter is like oh yeah, they're actually all corrupted. Yeah, and she was like, they all look like your friends, and I didn't want you to have to do it. Yeah, at least she had the conversation. Yeah, but it annoyed me that they showed it to us in a in that um, is she really evil kind of way. She's not evil. She's just emotionally stunted. Like they revealed that fucking Alfred and Celine were killed off screen. Yeah, yeah. So weird. In just a, an offhand thing of oh yeah, you, at least he put up less. He put up even less of a fight than Alfred did, or, or whatever. Neil's real name is Rafal, as I think we covered. Uh, he sucks. I don't like him. At first, when I saw him, I was like, hmm, breedable. And then it quickly mm. became that he's an asshole. So fuck him. If you don't use him during the main game, which because I'm only on chapter eleven, I've not used any of these characters because they're they start at advanced class level. Yeah. You know when you occasionally get dialogue where if they did well they'll do this if they haven't been used for a while they say that if you haven't used him for a while he goes are you purposefully not using me in combat do you not trust me and it's like well one no and two it's a video game bro fuck <laughs> off yeah yeah if, if you really want me to get to get to use you just you know hack the game and make it so i can use more dudes but yeah nah he's um he sucks <laughs> Um, the alternate royals are interesting because um, they tend to flip their um, personalities on their head in some way. The uh, the Firenze ones are um, pretty bloodthirsty. They want to. Uh, they're basically doing the Brodia thing of conquering as many places as possible to keep their dudes safe. In Brodia, Alchrist is the brash one, and uh, Diamant is the puss. It's a bit more nuanced than that for Firenze because Firenze is currently starving because they don't have resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not actively invading everyone. They're about to invade Brodia because they need the resources and Alfred's like um, oh we should just talk and trade and Selena's real bloodthirsty uh, she even straight up says if he won't let me take the army I'll go on my own and that's what makes Alfred go oh fine fuck it <laughs> in Elusia Ivy is a very devout de- um, fell dragon worshipper can't even, can't even remember Hortensia from this she didn't show up in this map that's why Yeah. her and Fogado don't appear in, in, the, in their map they appear in the map after where you're You've got Alier trapped in, and you can't use him, basically. And they're the two character units for that map. Sure. And um, Tamera is against Ivy on the same map. And you basically choose a side, except you have to fight them all anyway. Yeah, I wish they did this more in the game. Yeah, like, I like these maps. Like, yes, you have to kill everyone. But if you if you leave it long enough, once th- they fight each other anyway. So, um, yeah, just wait until there's a weakened one left. Yeah, they did it a few times in Free Houses. They did it a lot in Fates. Yep. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's Lucia and Solm. Uh, next map, you get, um, yeah, Alier's Trapped. I tried to bullshit this map using the warp trick. Do not bullshit this map using the warp trick. Oh, yeah, you, your dude will die. <laughs> uh, well, the problem is, is you've basically got a one-on fight between Nell and Nil, and that fight is going to keep going on the entire time you're clearing the map. Uh, you've also got to have someone with uh, Physic healing Alier, otherwise he will die. Yeah, you got to heal Alier, you got to heal... Nell. You gotta heal Nell. Uh, Nell's pretty easy because she's got a bunch of vaults. Yeah. And she is stronger than Nell. It's just Nell has two revive stones. And yeah, I warped someone over to help Nell out, uh, not Nell out, uh, Nell out and get the fight over with quicker. And Nell just goes, oh, is that how it's gonna be? And then summons like 10 fucking units. And I'm like, okay, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. <laughs> yeah, when you get to that point, he's, um, there will be that many units anyway. Okay, let's talk about that last one. That last fell xenolog map was a bastard because. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I had to actually Google how to beat the map because I was like, I can't damage the guy. Also, I accidentally put left Alier in a position where when the first island
Ireland exploded, he went with it. And yeah. when I reran time, it was like, there is absolutely no way I can actually get out in time. I have to reset the entire encounter. And yeah, if you fight Neil in his Fell Dragon form anywhere other than the very final spot, you actually can't do damage to him. And if he kills any of the other uh, ring bearers, he gets their abilities. I didn't know that. I knew he got buffed. So he actually gets their passive. So when when I was fighting him, he basically was always procking Timera's um, Sandstorm ability. Right, right. Which is uh, just adds like a proportion of defense to your attack. Sure. Which, you know, for a final boss is uh, significant. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, so uh, Rafal as a boss is a bit bullshit, but, you know, you finally get through him. And the end game of that is Rafal dies after a heartfelt goodbye. And Nell goes, oh, well, um, if I sit next to you and put my power into you like uh, like your mum did for you, then uh, maybe we'll both live at half power in a thousand years. But because it's time you want me bullshit, they just show up as soon as you get back to the regular world. Yeah, you fucked that up entirely as well. Um, now, the ending's bullshit because what happens is you're finally about to kill Rafal and uh, he's like, uh, yeah, do it, whatever, because Nell's got her sword pointing at him and instead she stabs herself, uh, commits the big suicide and then Rafal starts crying and goes, no, even though that's exactly what he wanted and then it's like, okay, so here's the deal. Then you explain the thousand year thing and it's the other way around. Nell's the one who is dead and Neil slash Rafal is the one who's staying guard and giving power over up. Right, yeah, that's the one, that's the one. It's been a while. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I certainly played it more recently than you have. And, um, yeah, as you say, Tommy Wimey bullshit, which I was also like, okay, I get it, but that's dumb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They even say like, it's been a thousand years, and it's like, I blinked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, as far as Rafael's concerned, he's been a good guy for a thousand years. Like, he doesn't understand why you don't trust him at this point. I don't distrust him. It's but, Fire Emblem. I know you can't stab me in the back again. Yeah. <laughs> You're already on my team. Like the only reason why I don't use him, again, is the same reason why I've not used any of the DLC characters yet, uh, is because they all start as level one of advanced classes, and we're not at that point in the story yet. Yeah, it's uh, they start being able to feather in when you get uh, Zelkov and um, not Hinata, uh, Zelkov and Kagetsu. All oh, right, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it, yeah, because if you do it before, then they just beast the maps, and that's not fun. Yeah, Kagetsu's your first pre-promote. Yeah, I'd still wait a, a map or two after this because. Yeah. Even though they are just level one of the advanced class, they start with bollocks stats as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, things th- to talk about from the main campaign. Uh, Gradlon rises. Yeah, um, Rick, I, d- I think it's very fair whenever someone says this game is the most Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem, it's such a bang-on statement. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, villain um, pushes you into a corner, you get a power-up, um, but your power-up needs to be challenged so the villain gets their final zone. Yeah, uh, to access the very final map, you have to, t- you know you've got the warp, not the warp area, the little blue dot that you can touch and that takes you away from the Somniel. Yep, yep. Another one spawns inside the Somniel that just acts as a teleport to the final boss fight. Okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and apparently, if you do the final boss, it just puts you in a, a semi-new game plus state before the final boss, having having also finished it. Yeah, you get given a check mark next to your name, a, a blue check mark. If you beat the Fell Zenonog, you get a red check mark. So if, you do, if you've done both, you get both. Uh, but the blue check mark means, okay. yes, you've beaten the game. And the reason why they put you before the final boss, as if you haven't beaten the game, is because there's an online aspect of the game, which is, have you played Fire Emblem Heroes. Ha. Yep, here's Tempest Trials. There's Tempest Trials. That's just to get uh, refinement material to make your engage mode weapons even stronger. Uh, you've uh-huh. also got the... I forget what they call it in Heroes, but you 
make your own map basically and you can slot it against someone else's map and boom you can see who wins oh yeah there's um basic arena it's not arena it's the other one um, it's the thing that makes you fly upwards yeah yeah um I've also forgotten the name of it, but yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's nothing new. It, like this, this was a thing in Fire Emblem Fates. You could make your own castle battleground. Sure. The only difference sure. is with that, you weren't playing actively against an opponent. You were playing an AI-controlled version, uh, which I believe is mm-hmm. what they do in Fire Emblem Heroes as well. Yes, definitely. Um, you set your defensive map team, up. Yeah. yeah, you set up your map with your defensive team and uh, enemies. Well, when people play against that map, they just try to overcome the puzzles that you set in their way, which is normally you put Surtur in a corner. Okay. <laughs> when people get close to him, he just deals passive damage to them until they can finally get to him and actually kill him. Okay. Uh, I I, uh, I hate it when a meta strategy is born because it's like, oh, cool, that, this again, fun. Yep, yep. Uh, but I don't think there's a lot more to talk about. Oh, there's here, so, so much more to talk about. Um, cool. So yeah, um, the game follows a po- formula to a fault. Um, as with every Fire Emblem game before Three Houses, you will do map, unlock three characters, do map, unlock three characters. It's really obvious early on because. Um, uh, you just chain these maps where you unlock prince and retainers. You unlock princess and retainers. And it keeps going like that pretty much all the way to chapter 11 where they strip you of all your yeah. rings. And then you do the exact same formula again. Prince and retainers, prince and retainers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the re- the recruitment slows down. But yes, it uh, it just it does just keep going on. Yeah. Um, uh, you've got some late game recruitments in Sapphire and um, Linden. And the very la- the last two people you recruit are Mo- Mavier and uh, Vale. Vale because... Um, What's her name? Marcy? No, that's not right. Uh, um, Marnie did the thing where yeah. she... Um, Marnie's last broke. attack breaks the crown, and that means Vale has enough power to break through. Uh, you actually get a, quite mm-hmm. a sad moment from Evil Vale where she realises that she's going to go away, and it's actually quite heart-wrenching. Yeah, all she had to be was not a bitch. Yeah, because Vale sh- our Vale would have shared. Yeah, yeah, our Vale would have shared. Yeah. Evil Vale. All she had to be was not a cunt, and she could have had uh, half a body. Yeah, and uh, Malvier obviously instantly flip flop side once um, Marnie's murdered because he's like what the fuck yep yeah you're not doing that to Vale bitch yeah and uh, yeah so he's, he's he, he goes basically full on Papa Wolf mode for Vale and will only now follow Vale till the end of the world mm, um, like he was basically doing that already except it was a bit more reluctant when she was evil Vale yeah um, like Marnie has such respect for Malvia in both universes but it really shows in, in our home one when she's like oh it's time for us to run away Malvier and she's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> taking the good guys on our yep. ship and he's like I'm doing this and yep. she's just like okay <laughs> yeah yeah um, and then we see in the the mirrorverse that um, Madeline is fantastically in love with uh, with Malvier yeah yeah um, yeah and Malvier and it's never gonna go anywhere because she's 16 she's 16 and he sees her entirely as a daughter so much and they hammer that point home so hard because every time Malvier makes it obvious he sees her that way she gets all pouty yeah she's been daughter zoned and she doesn't want to uh, she doesn't want to accept it yeah um so yeah let's talk about the uh, the story elements that you've not gotten to see let's see here after you um after where you are you finally got all the emblem rings again so you have to do Marth's uh, fucking extra map so that he can get to rank 20 and then never equip Marth to the main character again because he's not actually that good um 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> Lucina is pretty much better in every way. <laughs> uh, you also get another paralogue, which takes you to the garden where you first trained with Lumera all the way back at the beginning of the game. Yeah, this is where you get your S-rank ring, isn't it? Yes, you get the ring of... Uh, it says Bonds. And, uh, yeah, once you beat the map, you get that. And the game tells you, hey, do you have an A-rank with someone? Cool. Anyone you have an A-rank with, you can give them this ring, and it basically gives you their marriage uh, thing. It also goes on and stresses that um, the bond does not have to be romantic. Yeah, it just has so, to be a uh, promise. If you, if you give it to Anna, yeah, you're, you're not um, you're not marrying her straight away. No, it's even creepier with Anna because it's like I'll wait for you, six year old girl. Yeah, and it's even more of again. I've I've said this in our preview, and I said this way back when the game first came out. In the original Japanese, it's not even a waiting ring. It's a, no, we're gonna marry now because Japan's super lax about that shit. Yep, uh, yep it's yep, creepy yep, yep, and yep, weird and like unless you're 10 yourself uh, it's a bit too sketch for my liking uh, I went with Sapphire because of course I fucking did and um, her fucking dialogue is great the artwork of the characters slipping on the ring is 10 out of 10 I haven't seen everyone's I've only seen Sapphire's uh, but it's it, it's actually adorable and they add that as a page in the uh, in the ally notebook thing so every time you get an additional rank with everyone bond rise with Alier you add to their page in the ally notebook mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, here's one that uh, I knew this ahead of time so um, I had my guy marry Alfred oh right yes it's uh, did we touch this on the preview didn't we I think so yeah uh, there are a couple of things in Bond conversations that uh, hint that Alfred has some kind of illness however he doesn't really talk about it very much at all so it comes completely out of left field when he just straight up dies in the epilogue just as a, just as a statement like you don't even see it happening it's just a statement in the um in the where are they now cards of oh yeah he he had a short reign and died died young yeah the only way to avoid that is if you marry him as alia they then he becomes a uh, an immortal divine dragon monarch i um one of the things this game lacks is variety in endings cuz the only epilogue you get that's different is whoever marries alia gets a different subtext Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that I really enjoyed in um, the older games, like Three Houses in particular, because you only pair people up because you think they're cute together, pretty much. Oh, I like apart three... from a couple of uh... yeah, I like Three Houses' way of handling it, where you, the only S rank you got to choose was by lefts. Yeah, but even the A ranks are impactful. Yeah, um, uh, the, the the A rank that prevails being the paired ending that uh, those characters get in the. Um, in the Where Are They Now cards. Some of them are very impactful for the character, like uh, Lysithia needs certain characters to survive. Yeah, you don't want to give her Ignatz ever, because he's fucking useless. Oh, yeah, all he does is he uh, he watches her die and then paints it. It's, it's fucking stupid. I, I don't know how that satisfied anyone. Um, like, at least with, um, I've forgotten his name, Big Fuck with the Fists, same house. Uh, it's not Ralph, but it's something similar. Raphael. Raphael, there you go. Uh, <laughs> fucking Ralph. Um... <laughs> 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 Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> um, I mean, he basically is, except he's super buff. Um, like his ending with Lysifia is, yeah, Lysifia still dies really young, but it's like he didn't know any better, so he just gave. Oh, so he man. Ju- so he just gave her the best life possible while she was here. Yeah, not even knowing that she was going to die, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, and like she got sport rotten because he has a big family, so she had like seven fucking cousins all of a sudden. <laughs> 
Yeah, and he's got a pub, so uh, he, he just keeps feeding them meat and all that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it's something I wish they'd brought back for Engage, where if other people had A ranks, it would affect their endings. Um, like, because I got some random fucking pairings in Free Houses, which I wouldn't have picked. I ended up Hubert with Bernadetta, which was fucking funny. Yeah, surprising everybody is <laughs> to the surprise of everyone. I think was the opening of that card, wasn't it? Yeah, because everybody because they didn't do anything in public together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing in public also, was Hubert had a, a hand stitched sigil on his uh, on his jacket, and no one knew where it came from because it came from Bernie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but also, if you don't do anything about it, Hubert will go for Edelgard. Uh, not necessarily, because it's very easy to, for Edelgard to be paired with almost anyone else, including Lysithia. Oh yeah, uh, Edelgard with Lysithia. Um, it's one of those. That one's not romantic. No, but it's actually a very good ending for Lysithia because uh, Edelgard will stop at nothing to get the crest out of her. Yeah, um, and uh, um, like it's the same with Caspar and Lindhart. Like that's not romantic. They're just buddies. Yeah. Uh, the same yeah. goes for um, Dimitri and uh, Dedu. Like it's not romantic. Mm-hmm. They're just really close. Caspar and Lindhart might be. It might be, but because Caspar can't be paired with any other dude, I'm inclined to believe that they're just buddies. Yeah. Whereas Lin- uh, Linhart is actively bisexual, so yeah, yeah. Um, there's another one that Petra and Dorothea. Uh, Dorothea is openly bisexual, but uh, Petra is not. No, unless she's paired with Dorothea. It's very weird. It's, I think there's a lot of Nintendo-ness going on whenever it comes to sexuality with characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yes... Uh, although I do appreciate that they've not made everyone into a um, someone who's compatible with every, everything, because that's boring and it robs people of uh, individual identity. Yes, Bioware. Yeah. Like, I will bitch um, all day about the fact that I can't romance Sarah as a dude, but at least that means Sarah's got... You know, cookie cutter is the best way of putting it. It's awful. It sucked that everyone was yeah. bisexual in Dragon Age 2 because that's not how life works. Yeah, and it's the same in uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Every romance partner is bi. Okay, sure, whatever. Like, I get it, I get it. They don't want to leave anyone out. It's just, yeah, um, I'd rather... I think part of the reason for that is because you can choose your gender identity in, part of, in character creation as well as your um, your outward characteristics. Okay, it's just one of... So they didn't want to muddy the waters with, uh, with like, oh, but I, ident- I identify as this and... And therefore, you should be able. You should be attracted to blah. So yeah, they just made everything compatible with everyone. It, like, here's the thing: is Baldur's Gate is just D and D, and D and D is unrealistic bullshit anyway. So I'm more willing to let it fly. It's just yeah. With Dragon Age Two, it's a sequel to Dragon Age Origins, where in Dragon Age Origins, people did have sexual preferences. Oh yes. Whereas in Dragon Age Two, it was just like, nah, you can do anything with anyone. And I'm sure I, it's just Dragon Age Two is easy to shit on. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, let's talk about the story elements that you never got to see or haven't gotten to see quite yet. Uh, you get the final map where you fight. Um, I have to scroll down and remember their actual names and not their fucking good guy counterparts. Where you fight Zephyr and Gris. Um, oh yes, so I I fought them for the final time, uh, and you get to see the little cutscene where they have a lie down and pass away. Oh okay, so you're not where you said you were. <laughs> well, I'm. That's uh, still a little bit away from the end. No, but you you said uh, you stopped when you got Malvia. Uh, it's around then. No, it's like two or three maps afterwards <laughs> i mean yeah okay. sure that's like, that's a, two two or three is not a lot it is a lot when it comes to the story because this story's backloaded as fuck sure sure but yeah i think the pretty much last thing i saw was they uh, have a lie down and pass away on the the brand new continent yeah it bugged me this uh, this ending because uh gris was pretending not uh, to be dead already because he wanted to savor the pain because that's his whole gimmick he is such a two-dimensional character yep and uh it's it's so annoying that they've essentially had their face turn at this point and they would be recruitable if someone just came along and like gave him a hand 
but they're just determined to ride it out and pass away. Well, Griss even says, like, what a time to fucking become a good guy is after you're yeah. already fucking dying. Because the whole reason why Zephyr does it is literally out of spite. Because she's like, this is oh, the yes. end of my life, and she's only just now realised that Sombron was never going to fuck her. Yep, yep. Like, the whole reason why the Four Hounds exist is because Zephyr wanted a family. The unfortunate reality is the Zephyr of this world um, is sadistic as fuck. Yep, and doesn't realise that she could have treat her hounds as family. Yeah. Which is something that um, Zelestia um, has all b- always been doing, and that's like part of her motherly charm. It also helped that she didn't team up with Sombron. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. She met like she- being a mage dragon. Like the the entire clan of mage dragons are notoriously neutral in the uh, Fell Dragon Divine Dragon Wars, yeah. and it's only this one that uh, this time where they've uh, picked sides, and both both of them pick separate sides. Well, it's not so much picking in in the other world. Lumeria was the one who found. Um... Uh, Celestia. Celestia, Celestia, yeah. Whereas in this world, she happened to meet Sombron first. That's that's just it. It was just bad luck. Um, okay. Which is kind of eh. Um, there's two more maps, which I can't remember, which I'm pretty sure come after this. One map is straight after this. You go back in time and you fight yourself. Weird. It's, I've not seen this one. Yeah, no, it's it, it straight up because Celestia gives you that thing that lets you access one of the crystals, uh, one of the other ones. Okay. That you have to destroy to make Sombron mortal or some bollocks. And, um, well, is that the one that's at the bottom of the sea? It's at the bottom of the sea, and they're like, okay, so one of two things will happen. It will either make a mountain in the sea and therefore make the thing visible, or it will drain the lake. And it drains the lake, but it doesn't actually drain the lake. It makes you go back in time before there was a lake, and you just so happen to fight yourself from the past. Okay, Uh, okay. So this is Red Allier you fight, and uh, it's got a cool mechanic with avalanches. It was actually quite fun. Um, It's also got a turn time limit, which is the only map in the game that has a time limit. Okay. Uh, So yeah, uh, at the end of it, your character your self from the past is all dejected and they're like I failed which means Sombron is going to kill me oh by the way past you talks as if you have no emotions whatsoever sure and okay. um, yeah your character wanders off and that's when they bump into Lumeria for the first time and they're like um, I wish I was born a, a good dragon it made me almost tear up because it was quite sad um, but yeah they promised to meet if Lumeria. only I was born a good guy yeah because uh, I've, I've been a, a villain my entire life and have had no choice but to uh, just have no personality and Lumeria being the good guy that she is is just like tearing up and going oh next time we meet you will be a good dragon and next time you meet like she gets murked two turns later um, but yeah uh, that's that. So that's a big time travel thing. Uh, it was actually kind of neat. The next map has Vale running ahead of the group and locking everybody out except for herself because she doesn't want Alia to fight the next opponent because the next opponent is Lu- is uh, Lumeria. Ah, yes. Okay. They make... Uh, Lu- uh, rather, Sombron makes Lumeria an accursed or whatever the fuck they're called. Ah, uh, yeah, the corrupted. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, so basically Vale go straight up tells you that uh, she didn't want you to have to fight and literally kill your mother. All the while Lumeria is shout uh, sorry Lumura is shouting at Vale saying you already killed me once bitch <laughs> and are we sure it's Sombron that's made this one and not Vale back when she was on Sombron's side it's Sombron uh, th- this explicitly occurred after um, Vale everyone basic yeah pretty much after Vale's face turn because um, sure none of, none of the protection for the crystals appeared until Gradlon appeared because the crystals weren't a thing right. <laughs> so yeah the final map is Lumera protecting the thing she does a bunch of big fuck off Xenoverse 
key blasts during the map. It's not the most unique gimmick, but it is a gimmick. And this is the very last map you do before getting access to the final fight. The final fight is literally just Sombron in his dragon form. It's kind of meh, but uh, you know, it takes about 20 minutes probably because it, it, it he's one of those fights where he constantly forms a shield and you have to do some bullshit to destroy the shield. But yeah, Sombron uh, fight is meh, but hey-ho, it takes a while. Um, the cutscenes are crap because you f find out what Sombron's motivation was, which was he lost an emblem ages ago and he wanted to be reunited and then he dies and that's the end of the story. Uh, you get some cute artwork during the credits which just shows you a few epilogues uh, including little Anna being reunited with all the big Annas and that was the one that probably made me the happiest. Aww. Yeah, because the whole story is um, the whole point of Anna joining you is she wants to find the rest of the Annas but she's been separated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you find her in a chest. <laughs> to be fair, she put herself in the chest because she didn't want to get caught by the bandits. Yeah. Um, and um, one thing that I... When I was looking for information on a character that's not related to anything, I found out that there are evil emblems. I mean, yeah, but it's so, just uh, it's just the emblems, but red instead of blue. Yeah, but also um, there are the fell emblems, not just the the regular emblems, but but um, fell dragonified. Um, there's the villain emblems, which apparently have basically no bearing on the plot, other than if you examine certain minions towards the end, they just have a ring with a name of something that uh, is from the past, like Grima and Formortis. I was looking for Formortis because I didn't know who the fuck he was. Because, see, he showed up as a new character in Fire Emblem Heroes as a permanently transformed dragon who was technically a beast unit. I was like, okay, who is this character? I looked on the wiki and it says uh, in part of his uh, stats, race, emblem. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> these can be emblems too. Yeah, these things only appear in the final boss fight. They are generic units. They are yes. bullshit. Uh, they don't really do anything. The gimmick's meant to be that um, they're super tough against anyone except for the emblem from the same game as them. Um, right, okay. So you can um, you can slay them with their destined foe. Yes, except you're usually so strong you're, you don't need... It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, the, so you can just ignore them? <laughs> you, can, you can ignore pairing them up with the right ones because you, you, okay. you do have to kill them because if you don't kill them then the shield doesn't go away so you can't damage Sombron. Um, sure, but it's sure. also one of those where you get the barest of bare dialogue from the correct emblem if you get it right. Sure. I, I got... I accidentally... I, here's how it worked. It's because it was all titles, I just went, I'm not fucking doing that. And also, all of my... <laughs> but when they appeared for the fucking first time, all of my units were on the north side of the map, so anyone on the south... I was just like, fuck, they're fucking miles away. It's going to take two turns just to get there, you know? And I was like, fuck it, just send the closest and or the fastest. It was, uh, it was a fucking yeah, shit show. Yeah. yeah, fuck it. Ivy gets a birthday. <laughs> well, also, the map is actually rather small, to its credit. It's just, okay. you know, I couldn't be asked for that. I accidentally got Lucina correct, and I also got uh, Micaiah correct, somehow. Sure. So it's not like the Rafale final fight where like there's holes everywhere. It's just a little map, is it? It's just a very small map, yes. Fair. Like, Fair enough. Sombront is in the middle of the map and he takes up about half of it. Sure. Uh, well, maybe a third. I don't know. Maybe not quite a half, but yeah, he takes up a big chunk. It's very uninteresting as far as final fights go. You get a cool cutscene where, uh, just before the final fight, where he goes, I'm going to banish all the emblems. And you're like, this is the final fight. I fucking doubt it. And um, <laughs> two seconds later, you get a cutscene of every single emblem being summoned. And you're like, that's a pretty decent cutscene. Uh, you also get unique dialogue yeah. from each character that you put in the fight. Because uh, everyone's like cheering on going, yeah, we can do it, but in, with their own little spin to it. Sure. I, like, 
like, yeah, I guess he'd have to, because if you didn't, then it would make um, potentially someone's favourite character worthless. Yeah. I mean, I picked Saphir, who I imagine a lot, a lot of people have on their team, because a lot of people... Like, she's a warrior, she's an advanced unit when you get her, but you've probably already got warriors. Yeah. I picked her because yeah, I knew yeah. I wanted to S-rank her. <laughs> um, but yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, it's definitely worth finishing the game, because I can't remember the exact um, the exact artwork you get for beating it, but you, you do get unique artwork for everyone, and it's from each kingdom's perspective, so there's Fafirane one, uh, uh, Elusia one, etc, etc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any OTPs that you would... Um put between the existing characters um that's a fucking question i wasn't expecting uh i think alchrist probably with either one of his retainers because i got that sort of relationship by the same token i think tamara and merin are probably suited for each other i don't think either of them are lesbians but if they were <laughs> um yeah 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 rosado could be paired with pretty much anyone um yes i think depending on how creepy people might see this either clan or fram with the divine dragon i could see working but i believe they're also only 16 maybe younger yeah around that maybe even younger yeah uh it's also a very unbalanced relationship and probably unhealthy one but they're so goddamn adorable Uh, the Divine Dragon is a weird one where I think um, they essentially died at a young age, so they're just a thousand years later after being, like, 19. Well, that's just it, though, because they haven't lived a thousand years. Yeah, they've just basically been in suspended animation the entire time. Uh, pretty much. So they've not aged a day, mm-hmm. either mentally or physically. <clears throat> I think the mentally mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. is the important part. Oh, totally. Also, they uh, don't have yeah, their the memories, was... so... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a big part of your, uh, your, you know, your life experiences as uh, becoming an aged and mature person. The, the one that I thought was the most interesting for the future of that world was um, Alchrist with Ivy. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, because those two countries have been at war for the longest time um, and they're just talking and um, Ivy just goes did you just offer formal peace between Brodia and Elusia? And Alchrist goes, shit I don't have that authority. And she's like, hmm, maybe you should. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's actually a pretty interesting take on what the future could be like in that world. Everyone has fought together by the end of the game. I don't think inter um, inter country war will be a thing going forward. Oh, not in this generation. <coughs> Um, the exception might be the Elusian people who seem to mostly be dead by the end of the uh, by the end of the story. It's hard to say because you only ever see the military, and the military is mostly com- composed of um, accursed anyway. Yeah, towards the end, definitely. Um, and towards the end, they also just show you like the normal villages are just completely ransacked and gone. Yeah, but I also think that's like there's been fighting throughout the land, full stop. Once Sombron's back, sure, sure. It's a it's a weird one where it's not explained very well and it's just a case of yeah it must really suck and be really depressing to be from this culture because it's now gone uh, to be fair like any if your main thing that your culture does is worship um, uh, a genocidal dragon oh yeah yeah if, if you vote for the leopards eating faces party you shouldn't be uh, surprised when the leopard comes to eat your face but uh, but yeah uh, I think that's a good enough place to start wrapping up so from Fire Emblem Engage do you have a favourite moment yeah pretty much um, chapter 23 on Onwards are pretty decent plot-wise. Uh, I know that's cheating a bit. Uh, S-ranking Sapphire then is what I'll say if you want something uh, more specific. It's just a cute scene, and I imagine all the scenes are cute. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, Alfred's wasn't particularly interesting. Um, 
No, because it's Alfred it and he's fucking getting, boring. <laughs> yeah. It's not, what it does is it stops you getting the feel bad of uh, him just dying for no reason. Like A person who nobody hates just dying for no reason is just a feel bad. I mean, I didn't, so, I didn't feel bad about it. I was just blindsided by it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Lysithia who actually opens up about it if you press her about it. Mm. Um, what about you? Do you have a favourite moment? Um, I would probably say chapter 10. Like, there being a low point is normally a pretty interesting part of a story, and this was a pretty good low point for that story. Yeah, chapter 10 has you um, killing um, Alchrist and Diamond's dad. Well, I say killing. Killing what's left of Diamond and Alchrist's dad. Yeah, and um, then you go into chapter 11 where you get your uh, you get your rings taken off you. Yeah, which again, you didn't get to suffer as much as most people would have suffered. Yeah, however, I didn't actually have that many um, bracelets. I think I had Tiki and uh, I think Camilla at the time. Yeah, guess what? That's two more than anyone else. You know, people playing the base game would have had. And you also would have had the Three Houses ring. Oh yeah, so it's ju- it was just Tiki and Three Houses. Uh, Camilla was uh, the second second set along with, I think, Sorin or whatever. Yeah, who the fuck wanted Sorin? Like, come on. <laughs> I think the only person... Not even Sorin wants Sorin. <laughs> yeah, when you do when you do Sorin's fight, he's like, I, do you really need me? The only reason he tests you is because Elio goes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think like chapter 10, chapter 11 is uh, is my favourite part, part because it's uh, it's a low point that you bounce back from. Uh, so, what would you say is the weakest link? Plot. I adore this game. It is the most Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem. Yes, take a shot every time. The maps are fun. The maps are a lot more gimmicky than in Free Houses, which I appreciate. Free Houses was a lot of deploy your guys and kill everything. Um, in this map, there is in this map in this game. There's still a lot of kill everything. But you got to think a bit more. There's traps. There's all sorts of things. The DLC maps are absolute bollocks when it comes to traps and uh, planning your routes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the only thing I can think of from um, Three Houses, the only thing I can think of as a gimmick map was. Um, like when you're in the catacombs and your um the death knight shows up in the middle and you've got to like open all these doors and go through the maze um or the one with the battle of the eagle and the lion where you can be king of the castle and have the ballista like those are the only gimmicks that i can think of and the rest of them is just deploy deploy dudes kill x uh i don't remember you having to do much with the death knight thing you just had to not fight the death knight unless you had lysithia in which case it was basically a case of why wouldn't you okay (laughs) she's going to win but you get you get my point (laughs) Death Knight just stands in the middle and looks intimidating. If you don't fuck with him, he actually just stands there and doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's there to be a challenge. But yeah, the uh, the plot is very weak. There's it just sort of meanders along. Like especially in the early game, yes, you've got motivation. You're trying to collect the rings, and then it's just a lot of the plot beats that happen just happen because they need to throw things at you. Pretty much, there's a big chunk from chapter twelve to about chapter twenty where it's just bollocks. Yeah, because a lot of it's just regaining rings for some reason or another and because you're doing it from the four hounds all the time because they're all they're always just wielding the rings like they're uh, a bunch of you know power tripping villains and they always keep losing rings to you because the shit <laughs> yeah a little bit it's one of those where as well um i take real umbrage with the fact that every time you start a story fight you get a bit of a cutscene where you're talking to the main commanders of the other force about five feet from them and it's like why are you just having a casual fucking conversation guys yeah yeah you have so they go into the squishy bits. Like, they did it a lot in Fire Emblem Fates, but the difference with Fates is almost every time you were talking to someone, it's someone Corrin already knew. And they weren't just about to take out yeah. their sword and randomly shank you because you're either their brother or related to their lord, you know? Yeah. It seems like the kind of thing that would you could suspend disbelief a lot easier if it was like a visual novel style, because there's not a um, a defined amount of space between characters when they just show up as visual.
visual novel sprites whereas when they're physical 3d models you can see exactly how close people are to each other and that they're just standing there essentially they might as well just be t-posing in how much they're just not animated yeah it's one of those where but, uh, um like again the biggest offender is the marnie cut scene because it's just like why is anyone surprised that this finally fucking happened yeah, yeah. I'm going to walk towards you with this knife, saying I'm going to stab you. If you then get stabbed, that's at least partially your fault. It's your own fault. <laughs> like, it's not your own fault, because you're not, obviously you're not asking to get stabbed. But if you don't do anything to try and defend yourself, and are then surprised when you get stabbed, you're a bit of a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the Simpsons thing, isn't it? I'm going to do windmill arms. If you get punched, it's your own fault. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of, uh, what are you going to do? Stab me, says guy who got stabbed. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rick, what's your weakest link? It's similar to yours in the plot in that um, they could have made Sombron anything and they just made him a doomsday villain that eats babies. Like, they could have given him some nuance. Like, he, from what you tell me, he had the thing of, oh, he wanted to reunite with a lost emblem. He could have, you know, had that as more than just a last second thing that he says. Um, he could have been something other than a baby eater. He could have been a, a legitimate good ruler for um, Elusia once he's basically usurped and destroyed the existing royal family. Yeah, that's something I actually glossed over <laughs> a little bit because during his final death spiel when he's like I wanted to reunite with this emblem uh, before the fight the final boss fight occurred Sombron's one of the big problems is Sombron is piercing through the veil of whatever the fuck magic nonsense to go to other worlds in his hunt for this emblem and he straight up says to the main character and co I'm leaving like we don't need to have some epic final fight I'm doing what you want in leaving your world and but then he when he says oh um, but I'm going to do the exact same shit to other worlds it's like oh well we can't let you go can we because you're going to be a dick um yep <laughs> and it's um i think by that same logic he's that's how he came to this world as well yes he did it to escape something so, or other and he the reason why he survived for so long was because of this emblem that he lost yep yeah uh so yeah they could have made him anything other than that and they just made him generic so like yeah, yeah it's just plot asterisk it's just dreamer but, and uh, anacos again it really is yeah 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 which seeing as this is the um, fire emblem of fire emblems and celebrating fire emblem i get it from that respect but it is boring and it's been done so many times yeah uh but we'd like to end on a high high note do you have an mvp my mvp award as much as i want to give it to Safir for being the best waifu fight me um Mm -hmm. i know she's an acquired taste it's fine um (laughs) yeah my mvp award is actually going to go to character designers yeah yeah i think all of the new additions have looked interesting specifically the player character designs um i'm not slagging off the villains the villains are all distinct in their own way uh obviously early game you've got a lot of fucking jobbers that just look generic as fuck and that's fine but you know uh, mm, everyone mm. stands out in their own way it's nice to see some darker skinned characters for a change uh, we only get two oh but it definitely still. is it definitely is yeah we get uh, two that are playable um i think Safir is more tan than dark skin um and then the th- their mother who is the milfiest and then it's else. weird that oh she's fantastic and then it's just weird that everyone else in that country is just like super pale yeah Merin makes sense because she apparently came from um, somewhere else originally, but they never really. And then you got Panette. Don't you got 
Pennet, who's just a, a, a like a, a drip white goth murder clown. And you've got her brother as well, who lives in the same fucking country and is also pale as fuck. Yeah, um, yeah, Pennet and Pandreo, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those. It's really yeah. Um, but you know, it, shout out to a Japanese country country company, <laughs> Japanese country idiot. Um, a Japanese country that, <laughs> from the well-known multitude of Japanese countries. Yeah, yeah um, sorry. <laughs> shout out to a Japanese company for making some black characters that weren't just awfully racist caricatures. Um, <laughs> Looking at you, Barrett. I, I was thinking Mr. Popo, but yeah, Barrett's pretty uh, on the nose, isn't he? Oh, he used to be Mr. T, mm-hmm. and now he's an evangelical preacher, which ain't much better. <laughs> no, no. Um, he's both. <laughs> he's Mr. T and a preacher. Um, like, um, I think the last time we had black characters was the Khans from Awakening. Uh, they were pretty decent, Flavia and Basilo, but you also didn't yeah, get yeah. them until two chapters from the fucking end, so... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, they they were just um, they were just in the story, and you just helped one or the other. Yeah, and you got them at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like Flavia, mm, Jesus, maybe I do have a type. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Rick, what about you? Who's your MVP? Um, seeing as you were able to go for a a, bro- a broad sweeping group of uh, character designers, I'm going for a broad sweeping group of the voice cast. The um, I don't think there was a single line that fell flat from what I can remember from hearing in the uh, in the in the English dub, at least. Yeah, the um, voice. Um, there was direction was pretty decent because usually when voice actors fuck up it's not the voice actors it's the director goes no sound less emotional yeah like this was pretty much an all-star cast among the voice acting world um so they were always going to do well and yeah they they did uh and there was absolutely no complaints and i i wasn't taken out of the moment due to the voice at any point during this so yeah my mvp goes to the voice cast yeah i get you uh, veterans of the trade all of them um like matt mercer got in there because crom's a dlc ring <laughs> yeah <laughs> man what an easy day at the office that must have been because crom's got like 20 lines yeah <laughs> just uh, get yourself in on the credits there you go <laughs> but yes that's enough from us this week if you liked the video you've got the comments in section down below on youtube and if you're listening via one of the many audio platforms you can instead send us an email which would go to nonsense review uk at gmail.com once again for those in the back it is nonsense review uk at gmail.com yeah if you made this this far then you, you are as always our favorite people and it's going to be a goodbye from me yes and a very quick reminder before we go rick's on holiday starting next week so you've got some top five uh, retros coming for the next few weeks so i hope you enjoy those and we'll see you again uh, live at least in a few weeks time bye guys bye